Hello, and welcome to Skidmark Central. This is Andy, and I am joined by me today. Um, I guess Dak had a pretty fun weekend and just needed some more time to to kick back and relax and refresh himself for the, I guess we'll call it second half of the casting year. Uh, we had Road America this week. First time NASCAR's been there since, I don't know, like 100 years or so. Beats me. I don't know the real date. I know it's just been a while. Uh, I know Xfinity's been racing there for, geez, probably the past five, ten years, right around there. Uh, they've been calling that their home for a while. But with all the schedule changes from this year, the Cup Series is or raced there. Uh, and Dak and I had pleasure of gracing the NASCAR world with our physical presence at the track. It was great. We both had a good time. We had a lot of sun. Too much sun. And... Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. End of the cast. Too much sun. Um, no. It was good. We had some times. And... I don't know. Let me tell you about it. It's kind of... <laughs> I guess I'll tell you about it, but I don't know what happened. Which was kind of true, because... Uh... Road America is fun in the fact that it's a nice big road course, lots of open area, lots of great viewing spaces, and you can really get into pretty much all the nooks and crannies that they'll let you uh, watch the race from. But with that, there is not much in the fact of broadcasting. I mean, in the the major viewing areas, they'll have some TV set up that you can kind of see the action on the other parts of the track and in close to the bleachers they have the radio broadcast playing over microphones that help a little bit but not much especially when cars are in your area you can't hear what's going on because oh, those cars get kind of loud um but so yeah so with that I, I don't really know what happened for a matter of fact except what was in front of me so this is kind of going to be a very glossed over recap of the race but hey hopefully you guys just were able to watch the race and you got a good idea what happened to yourself so it kind of so with it being the first time they raced there, they made it clear all first-time tracks for the Cup Series are just going to have practice and qualifying. So with that, always leads to uh, you damaging your car in practice and or qualifying. And that happened to Kyle Busch. And, yeah, I think it was Saturday he crashed in practice. And they had qualifying right before the race. And since you're only allowed to have one backup car, you only had one car going into qualifying. 
and since qualifying was right before the race, they had no time to do anything if something were to happen to the car. And so they never put up a qualifying lap along with a few other people having backup cars and unapproved adjustments going to the back. But Kyle Busch, most notably, started in the back. Um, another fun thing that happens during qualifying is, and I guess it's kind of nature of the beast with how large Road America is, is that they had to get to a certain timing line to have their lap count within the time frame that is given to them for their kind of we'll call it heat qualifying and chase elliott didn't do that uh he started 34th because he did not get a lap in for qualifying so they just lined him up with the rest of the drivers that didn't get a lap in qualifying aka himself in front of all of the people that were sent to the back for their adjustments and whatnot so that was a good time for him but hey he just might be used to it because that's how he won at coda earlier this year is he started in the back of the pack raced his way to the front bada bing bada boom won the race so i personally like this road course in the fact uh, or we'll say of the action on the race because there were some crashes and people getting tangled up with each other but not including stage breaks there were only three cautions which i enjoyed uh basically letting the boys play and if the racing surface is not affected or nobody's put in immediate danger uh, they let everyone rip and it was great so we to start the race kind of staged up uh, or um, posted up and turn five and I believe it was the the yeah the third lap of the race Suarez was ripping up the the uphill straightaway between five and six and something broke on his car they said it was transmission but i never heard much past that he was able to get it back on the track several laps later so it must not have been too detrimental but he had to go behind the wall for a bit and um yeah when a car stopped on the track yeah you gotta throw the caution for that so they had that little caution um and i think a few cars pitted there um not many front runners uh just people you know doing the road course thing trying to play few mileage game work the race backwards yada yada uh and that is the one thing that does stink about road america that we we figured out very early is with the track being almost four miles long, it takes a while for you to run a caution lap. So a lot of, a lot of dull moments, even under green, when they're still right after the restart clumped up, it, it's, a, it's a couple minutes before you see them run by, which 
it is what it is. <clears throat> so they get back on uh, lap five. At this point, it's basically William Byron and Larson gap in the field. Byron led all the way up until stage one end, which kind of got cut short a little early with, um, ooh, what is his name? Uh, wow. Rough life. Oh, here it is. Kyle Tilly. Um, he was just having himself a, a rough day out there. He is just not much going for him in the fact of, or in the matter of speed. He's just kind of logging laps, but hey, he finished the race, so good on him. Uh, but he overran the carousel and careened into the sand pits or traps or whatever you want to call them and got stuck. So they had to call out the wreckers and threw a caution for that. It was right before stage one end, so it kind of caught some people on pit road. Uh trying to short pit the stage to be able to run stage two um, on a full tank of fuel and not have to pit and that or yeah so that um, that brought us to the end of stage one where Byron won and Almodinger got second Larson third Hemrick fourth Chastain Fifth, Hamlin, then Seabell, Bowman, Kurt Busch, and Chase Elliott. The end of stage one got all the way up to 10th uh, from starting close to the back of the pack. But with that, um, I mean, he was kind of helped out by people pitting towards the end of the stage to play the few mileage game instead of worrying about stage points. But still, from... From back of the pack to 10th in 15 laps. Not too shabby. So, stage uh, stage 2, pretty uneventful in the terms of caution laps. Um, this, yeah, stage 2, we our, our group that we went with kind of went rogue uh, stage 2. We, we lost track of kind of the the flow of the race because some of the spots Dak had a a radio which helped uh, in most areas but when you are out of range of those antennas and don't get any signal you're kind of kind of left stranded and don't really know what's going on and just kind of have to figure it out for yourself because this <clears throat> stage two is kind of a big pit strategy stage where people were trying to set themselves up for the end on how they wanted to play fuel. So you had quite a few lead changes during the stage with right away you had <clears throat> Austin Sindrick taking the lead from Truex after Byron and the rest of the leaders pitted after stage one. Uh, Sindrick led for a few laps and then got uh, passed by De Benedetto, and that was also kind of a fun thing because it happened right around this time, I believe, where you had Austin Cedric up front 
and having a good race with the Benedetto. De Benedetto finally gets past him. And then one lap, you see Sindrick in like third or second or wherever he is. And then you don't see him go by the next lap where it's like, what happened? And I believe he, he got caught up in a turn, spun. And I think he ended up having to go behind the wall for a bit or had to go on pit road several times for for adjustments because he I don't think he did that well um let me see here it's very interesting radio watching me read the the finishing order yeah he finished 38th uh 20 laps down just about so yeah rough day for him yeah he had a a gear change <clears throat> ended up not finishing the race unfortunately because he he definitely had a good car he is definitely a great road racer as we saw um this race when he qualified fifth and he also had the pole on uh when we raced at coda when we had qualifying so he definitely knows the way around road courses but and when you get something mechanical wrong, that's kind of out of the driver's hands for the most part. So, yeah, like I said, people were flying off the course, having fun, pitting without us knowing, and people getting past without us knowing. And then, it yeah, stage two ends. And Hemrick, he, he kind of... Pulled away a little bit. Uh, was starting to get chased uh, down by Byron towards the end once pit strategies kind of evened out, but he was able to hang on for the win. So it was it was uh, Hemrick one or Reddick, sorry, Reddick one, Byron two, Chastain. He had a good day. He's uh, he was up a third. Um, Larson fourth, Kyle or Kurt Busch. Fifth, then Logano, Harvick, Bubba, and then I am blanking on this guy's name. Justin Haley snuck his way into ninth, and Kyle Busch found his way to tenth at the end of stage two. So, yeah, more more happened um, on the third stage uh, i believe it was yep 30 laps long was the third stage the whole race itself was 62 laps which kind of caught us off guard in the beginning because we didn't we didn't quite know how many laps in a stage were and uh with there being limited announcers and the spot we were listening there was just like under caution and we're like mm, i'm gonna guess the end of the stage it's just feels right <laughs> And uh, there's really no way to tell. I mean, in certain areas when you had no no uh, megaphones spitting out information or monitors to go off of. But we figured it out. Uh, so yeah, the second stage gets started. Uh, not too much going on. Um, There, yeah, so, yeah, it was all the way until lap 44, Sindrick 
blew past turn one, completely lost his brakes. Uh, and similar, what happened to Kyle Tilly on or earlier in the race, he just got stuck in the sand and had to bring the haulers out. And with that caution uh, being where it fell, it was kind of on the edge of where people could pit and make it to the end of the race uh, from what we could tell from what they're saying on the radio. And yeah, so everyone pit, pitted and got some fresh tires, came out on the track ready for the rest of the race with, um, I believe, yeah, Chase Elliott was leading at the time, uh, but I think Amarola, was Amarola and someone else stayed out on the track just to get track position. Uh, I forget who it was, but anywho, right as the green flags, um, Started, Amarola got to lead his one lap, and Elliot blew past him quite easily. And at this point, it was kind of Elliot, Bowman, Larson, Byron, and Kyle Busch, kind of the, the five people that have been dominating the league as of late, kind of find themselves in the top of the, top of the leaderboards again at this race. But then it kind of falls apart for most of them <clears throat> when it starts with Byron overshooting turn five, and which I mean isn't bad. People were overshooting that turn all day because it's coming off of a big downhill straightaway where it's it's technically the fastest part of the track, so you use a lot of brakes in that turn, and sometimes you lock them up. And turn five was definitely Hendrick's downfall this race where, yeah, like I said, Byron, I want to say probably 15 to 10 laps to go, somewhere right around there. He uh, overshoots the turn and tries to spin it around fast and just couldn't do it. He had the slowest turnaround time of all time and because he, he just tried to break traction whip it around but halfway through his spin his tires got traction again and he almost slammed into the wall but was able to stop it from doing that and then got himself turned around and kept going ended up having to pit a couple laps later probably for tires uh, after flat spotting them and all that jazz so that kind of took him out of the race but then even more Hendrick action. A few laps later, going into turn five, uh, Bowman gets a good run on the straightaway uh, for Larson and tries to dive bomb him going into turn five, but locks up the tires, starts sliding into Larson, and ends up spinning Larson, uh, who was fortunate enough to be a little more graceful than Byron to get it back going straight again so he didn't lose too many spots um i mean relatively speaking he ended up finishing 16th when he was running i want to say third or fourth at the time so that that stinks for him <clears throat> but byron really got the uh sore end of the stick because uh 
he ended up getting a tire rub out of all of that and had to pit and ended up finishing 22nd. But while all that was happening, the field was kind of split up into two where it was Chase Elliott kicking everyone's butt and then the rest of the field. So with that, uh, like I said earlier, it was kind of on the end of their all of their um, kind of fuel windows. Not entirely. Most people were saying they were good to go, no problems at all. But there were a few that were kind of hesitant. So with that being said, we had a, a few drivers that were towards the back of the pack kind of kind of pit and um kind of take advantage of that or i guess try and take advantage of that of them being back far enough and pit in case there is a caution at the end of the race they can stay out and get all that track position to where if people end up running extra laps they might go over their fuel window and are kind of forced to pit under a green white checkered so you kind of saw Bubba Wallace, Kevin Harvick, uh, AJ Allmendinger, uh, and I think Ryan Blaney, kind of the big guns who ended up doing that. But end of the day, didn't happen. No caution for anything. And Chase Elliott sails for a win uh, kind of easily. I think he ended up beating the field by about just under five seconds, which is quite a bit for um for any race now with the with the new package but you have christopher bell getting a good run which good for him he's he's definitely been good at road courses so he's definitely showing his strengths here getting a second then you got the bush bros getting third and fourth uh kyle then kurt hamlin gets fifth chase briscoe sixth ross chastain seventh tyler reddick eighth mtj ninth and matt de benedetto rounding out the top 10 so you kind of get a hodgepodge of drivers in here kind of the usual suspects and then a few few outliers we'll call them but you kind of expect that with a road course um with some people having more we'll just call it skill than others when it comes to road courses so in a nutshell, without being too descriptive about anything, just giving you a general overview, that is the race that happened. Um, no sunburns here, so hey, we call it a good day uh, on my front. So with that, going into fantasy, is that what I wanted uh, going next? No, I lied. Just keeping you on your toes. We're going straight into power rankings because Dak's not here. We can break the rules a little bit. <clears throat> so with the, that, I will start into it. I've got number 10 bringing up the rear again with their short stint in ninth. I have Kevin Harvick 10th. So, yeah, he, he finished well the second stage. Uh, I believe I said it was ninth. That's not... Bad at him, or bad at all for him on a road course. He's not the best road course out there. He's had a few wins here and there, but none as of late. He just tries to usually survive at road courses. Um, <clears throat> so 
ended up finishing 27th, like I said, uh, because they were trying to play the fuel game towards the end. But, I mean, he wasn't racing much better. He was kind of mid to low teens all day. Um, then, number nine, I got Joey Logano. He ended up finishing 15th. Um, yeah, I just had a pretty quiet day. Nothing too crazy. Just kept out of trouble and had a nice solid finish with kind of the Hendrick people putting on a show. Then eighth, I've got Lil Blaney staying, um, yeah, staying put from where he was last week. Nothing really stood out about his performance either. Penske just kind of had one of their days. Nothing, nothing too good, but nothing that really set him back at all. Then MTJ, I got in seventh. He finished ninth, which pretty good for him lately he's kind of been in a in one of his pouty ruts where things don't go his way right away he he has troubles putting together a good run but a ninth not too bad for uh for a good road racer like him then uh kind of breaking his streak a little bit hamlin i got him staying in sixth he has kind of been on the downturn the last few well, probably a little more than a few weeks maybe just over a month or so he's kind of been falling from grace where he started uh the year just slamming the top fives but fifth uh at road america not bad at all so you can keep it going into atlanta then number five i got willie b he was Pretty much dominating this race on his way to a win, uh, at least I thought, in the early goings. But then he kind of got shuffled back towards the middle of the race and, uh, like I said earlier, fighting his way to the front. Kind of just got a little aggressive going into turn five and over drove it, kind of ruined the rest of his day. But, I mean, right around top five and obviously leading, I think he led the most laps. Uh, no, Elliot got that from him but 15 laps not bad at all for a only a 62 lap race in front of him i got bowman uh he never really had a dominant car to really get out front and challenge for the win but he was floating around top 10 all day nothing nothing bad about that but got in that scuffle with Larson towards the end and ended up yeah, not finishing too hot because of that. And number three, I got Kyle Busch breaking up this Hendrick Bunch. He finished third. He was up to second for a good portion of the, the third stage. Ended up leading about four laps. But I feel during that last restart, Kyle Busch used all he had to try and pass Chase Elliott before he got too far out there and um, ended up fading to third with his teammate Christopher Bell passing him for a second. So third place, not a bad day at all for um, for this Hendrick domination theme we have been uh, having here lately. Then second, uh, I can already hear Dak complaining about this one. I've got Elliot 2. 
uh, I feel like he'd want to make me move him into first with how just good he's been doing lately, along with his wins at Coda and Road America. But man, Larson at one. I mean, he ended up not leading any laps at Road America, but I, he was up front all day. Was, I think, in fourth before he got dumped by Byron or Bowman. But man, it was, it's hard to knock him out just yet. But we'll see what happens at Atlanta next week. If he chokes away another race at Atlanta, yeah, might see a new guy at number one next week. There's only one way to find out. You gotta listen. So with that, that's power rankings. Not too much going on from last week, but there are a little bit of a little bit of mix up, just because I can, and that's why I make the list because I can. So with that, uh, kind of going to a little bit of news here. There's a couple big stories one huge one and one we'll call it a feel-good story uh the big one we'll cover first atlanta earlier this week atlanta motor speedway announced that it is going to be ruining its track and (laughs) yeah basically Uh, and so they announced they after this race will be repaving atlanta motor speedway and kind of in their words making it better for the next generation uh, meaning the gen 7 car that is coming out at the end of this year so uh, they said they did a lot of simulations and testing with uh in hand with iRacing and i mean i give them props for testing with iRacing and trying to get as much data as they can on it but i racing and real racing i don't think they're that interchangeable yes they give you a good idea but i mean i know as good as the next guy nothing's uh nothing's quite like the real thing so with these changes they released that they will be increasing the banking from its original 24 degrees to 28 degrees and uh, narrowing the width of the track in the corners they'll be narrowing them from 55 feet to 40 feet and on the front and let me read here oh on the back stretch it'll be 42 to 40 and then the front stretch will only be 52 feet wide so this, I don't know, it, I mean, I understand they want tighter racing, but tighter racing width-wise, I, I don't get it. I, I'd let the boys play width to try and get runs and kind of run their own lane and st- instead of trying to cram them into turns like sardines and potentially making <clears throat> Atlanta only a one-groove race because there's just not enough room for people to to race uh, in the turns at all, so that I'd kind of stink. But they they say they know what they're doing, and the kind of the last thing or what they say the uh, the cherry on top 
would be is they have a new we'll call it mixture for asphalt that will supposedly I guess kind of form into a good racing surface earlier than what most repaves have been in previous years to where uh, Kentucky, Texas, and um, uh, Bristol kind of all got repaved and their their racing surfaces kind of changed and the way they raced changed and it was kind of more of a all-out who can hold momentum the best instead of a kind of a racer's race where you get runs, kind of play with the throttle to get through the turns the fastest, where you're on the brink of breaking loose um, with the with the quality of the track. So they said all these changes are geared towards the next gen and basically they're basically saying it might be a bad race for the car they race now, but once they put the next gen cars on there, it's going to be the best racing we've seen since, I don't know, like 82. <clears throat> so, <laughs> the the drivers kind of didn't take a liking to this at all. Uh, there hasn't, at least from my <laughs> research, there has not been a, a single positive thing said about it. Let me... Let me pull it up. Denny Hamlin had some choice words about it. Um, so, from a tweet that Denny Hamlin put out, I think this was yesterday, he says, quote, With all due respect, this same group has reconfigured Texas, Kentucky, Bristol with zero driver input. One of those races lost a race. Other one, we don't race anymore. And last one, we put dirt over it. But hey, what do the drivers know? And a little little fun emoji at the end of that. So what he's referring to is Texas lost a race to Coda this year. Kentucky lost its race this year altogether. And the last one, Bristol, they took out its spring race. Uh, but kept it at the track, but made it into the the dirt track that they already raced earlier this spring so they yeah not drivers not happy um because they know what happens usually with repaves it comes this amazing grippy track that kind of takes all the quote-unquote fun out of it and yeah that I uh, I agree with the drivers there on kind of not wanting to change this track because it's kind of one of the more fun tracks I'd say in that you're basically racing on gravel or <clears throat> paved together gravel so it just eats the tires and you lose traction fast and it becomes a kind of a fun tire game on who can save tires the most to to use at the end of runs and I know Dak probably feels the same way about it this is probably Dak and mine one of our favorite racetracks to to race on on the simulators just for that reason exactly just saving tires playing the game trying to pass people that were being dumb early in the run just going all out wasting their tires 
Um, so yeah, we're kind of we're both on the fence about this. I talked to him a little bit about it, and I don't know. We'll just we'll just have to see because they said it's it's for the next gen car, so it's only one way to find out. So, yeah, I guess that's all I have to say about that before I start beating the, beating the dead horse. If I, I guess if I haven't already. Uh, then we'll go to the, the more family fun or family friendly story that um, everyone will like to see. Is that SRX, the, the new racing series that, that was... Um, Brought in this year by Ray Evernham and Tony Stewart will be having its season finale at Nashville, the Nashville Fairgrounds this um, this upcoming weekend, and it's gonna have a fun little battle in it because, as most of you know, Bill Elliott has, is one of their full-time drivers that has been racing in the series, and this series has allowed one we'll call it big shot and one local hero to hop in on the action every single race and the big shot that will be racing this weekend is chase elliott so it'll be kind of a fun father son battle um and i don't yeah i mean obviously age differences you don't see this too often uh you saw it a little bit with dale jr i mean i guess you see it more in NASCAR because people have longer are able to have longer careers because it's not as stressful on your body as other sports where in other sports like baseball um, and basketball you can you can maybe stretch it out but it's a lot tougher just because of the physical strain those sports put on your body and you're kind of forced to retire early so uh, it'll be fun to see a little friendly family rivalry going on and uh yeah i'm gonna try and tune in i believe dak said in a previous podcast you can find those races on youtube if um you don't have access to it through the live um tv you know the old cable cable way of watching things so yeah watch out for that this weekend don't know time or date but I believe it's this weekend. I trust your guys' Google abilities. So, going into the last tidbit here before I stop talking, and I don't know, kind of kind of surprised I've lasted this long. This is impressive. So the last little bit is fantasy. And... Yeah, so we'll talk about last week first. Boopin' with Byron kicked my butt. Kind of stinks because we none of us had signal at the track um, just because of the, the massive um, amount of people there. And I wasn't able to switch out Suarez for my other driver. I think it was Christopher Bell. And... You know, you get the last place to second place swing, you can you can get yourself some, some big points. So Boopin put a whooping on the field and he goes ahead in the 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 um 
yearly standings, uh, 12 to 8. So I need to start getting uh, get my move on here. And I think I might do it this week because since he's not here to say it in person, that means he can't lock him in, right? He has to go with no lineup this week. And that sucks. New rule, though. I'll have to let him know. But we are at Atlanta Motor Speedway this week where I have a lineup as follows. So number one, I got Tyler Reddick, then MTJ, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, BK, and then Alex Bowman in the garage. So kind of going Penske heavy. I don't know. I just had a good gut feeling that uh, Penske, all three drivers, going to do good this week. I don't know. It just stuck my brain that they, they're good at this course. I I mean, Blaney won it earlier this year, uh, but BK and Logano kind of kind of faded very poorly, um, and hopefully they fix that and decide to decide to kick it up a notch this race. Then going into my bonus picks, I got Kyle Larson winning the race uh, for obvious reasons. Then kind of hedging my bets the rest of the way here with Chase Elliott, top Chevy, Blaney, top Ford. Kyle Busch, top Toyota, Chevy is the manufacturer, and then I got Joe Gibbs as the winning team. So just kind of throwing all the darts at the dartboard at once. It always seems to be a great strategy, right? <clears throat> That's why the pros do it. Um, yeah, so with that, I think I'm going to call it quits. And yeah, so... Watch the race this Sunday. I believe it's 3.30 Eastern. The, they'll be at Atlanta on Sunday. 7-11 day. Hey, go get yourself a Slurpee. We're looking for sponsorship money there, 7-11. So you're welcome. Uh, yeah. Have a good week. And see you next week, hopefully with Dak. Bye.